Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Welcome to the Corner of Truth and Courage with Tom and Tyler. We have been talking about answering Bible contradictions. Today we have a a little bit of a different question, but let me just kind of recap very quickly what we've done up until this point. So we've we care about the souls of people. You've got a background in, in Islam and, and dealing with Muslims, and you've had multiple encounters uh, with Muslims, and many times they come with these, I wouldn't even really call them questions, I would call them proofs in their mind that our God is not God, right? And, and so we've been talking about that all week. We've talked about several of those things that have been thrown at you. And today what we're going to cover is not necessarily a Bible contradiction, so to speak, but it is something that comes up oftentimes in those conversations that you have with Muslims. Do you have anything you want to add to that before I I fire at you here? Muslims are learning online from a guy named Zakir. Zakir, he's about my age, born in 1965. Uh, He's from India. He has over 330 million views online of his videos on uh, uh, YouTube and Muslims are learning from him and basically he's learning gotcha questions to try try to put Christians on their heels and make them uh, struggle with answering these questions therefore they're not able to try to evangelize a Muslim into their faith they're trying to poke holes in Christianity and get Christians to leave Christianity and to come to the true faith, the uh, the real religion, and that is Islam, the Jesus of the Bible. It has been you've been lied to. He wasn't God. He didn't die. The Quran teaches us that. In fact, let me tell you something that the Quran teaches us: that Allah could see that Jesus was in trouble, so He rescued him and took him into heaven, but not before taking his image and putting it on another. Yeah. So they believe that Jesus, his image, his face was taken off of him, and somehow that face was put on another disciple, and that person died on the cross to make everyone think that Jesus died, but he did not. And so therefore they assume that must have been Judas because he's the one disciple he went missing. You know, he's the one who died. They believe that Christianity teaches a cover-up, that the disciples, that one of the disciples died in the place of Jesus, and that his body was put in the tomb, and they came and stole his body to create the rumor that Jesus resurrected from the grave like he taught that he would, and that the disciples of Christ are liars, and they've spread this lie, and they've written about it, and you and I are believing the wrong teaching. Uh, so th- so they, they hit us with this one question, and uh, uh, there's a common question. I get this very often with Muslims there. Yeah. Go ahead. I'll let you fire it off there. I'll let you play the role of the Muslim, and then I'll I try will, to yeah. you know, cover the answer, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Okay? Yep. It's interesting, too, what you just said about uh, Muhammad's face. That's one of the few things I actually have heard about, uh, about Muslims and, and Islam and, and what Muhammad did with that, that face part of it. I think I might have heard that Bible college or something. Well, it wasn't, wasn't Muhammad's face. They say that God, Allah, did that to Jesus, took his face from him, and put it on another person. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. That not, it wasn't Muhammad doing it. <laughs> Muhammad, yeah, sorry. Muhammad hasn't, you know, he wasn't born yet. But this is what they, what they, what Muhammad taught. 
Muhammad taught these these teachings that I just gave you. Okay, okay, sorry, I said, I said that wrong. All right, so um, the the argument then is this, not the contradiction, but the argument. Um, you believe Jesus is God, yes? Yes. And so, and and Jesus clearly died, and so if Jesus, yeah, Bible Bible tells me that. If Jesus is God, how can God die? All right, so if Jesus is God and Jesus died, how can God die? Good question. Actually, it's not a illogical question. In fact, I think this poses a greater question than any of the other questions that they've raised that we've discussed all week. Okay, mm -hmm. But this is an objection that Muslims throw at us. How, how do you reason this? How do you answer, if Jesus is God and Jesus died, how did God die? And the answer is kind of really simple. The answer is simply this. God is a triune being. He is three persons in one. Not three gods. We Christians do not believe in three gods. The Bible never taught us that. Now, I know you Muslims want us to make it into three gods, but he's not. Our God is complex, far more complex than you and I could ever understand. Mm -hmm. But because God is three persons in one, when Jesus, playing the role of the Son, the person of the Son, of the Godhead, was put on the cross and his life was taken from him, God the Father in heaven and God the Holy Spirit were very much alive. They were very much with us and just as in control and powerful as when Jesus was alive. And so therefore, because God is three persons in one, it proves to us that God is three in one. Because if Jesus was just, you know, if God was a simple being, like only one, and can only be one at one time only, uh, and Jesus had died, then God would have died, and then who would be there to hold the world together? Okay? Mm -hmm. The Bible, in fact, let, let, let me throw this at you, Tyler. You may not uh, be aware of this. This is very interesting. In Colossians chapter 1, in verse 17, here's what the Bible says. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. Without God, you can't have anything in this world to consist. The actual Greek word, you get into the depth of that word, that it's held together. Mm -hmm. That without God, nothing in this world will be held together. It's my understanding what this means. If God dies, if there was no God, everything that he created would, would cease to exist. Yeah. Everything would fall apart. What's very interesting in our world, when you get into the molecular study of the atom and get into the nucleus of an atom, now this is really interesting. What's, uh, you have neutrons and protons within the nucleus, these electrons that are there. Yeah. Some are positive charge, some are negative charge. They're next to each other, 
And what scientists cannot understand is that within the molecular, the molecular study uh, buildup of our body, of every cell, every atom within our body, they, they should be pushing away. They should be departing from each other because of their structure, one negative and the other one uh, uh, a positive. And what's interesting is that they don't. They stay together. They have this, it's within a cell or a force. It's an invisible force, and scientists have no answer, no explanation, no understanding of how that works. Because yeah. everything in this world, those things would push apart. But for somehow they're held together. The Bible tells me how that happens. That God holds all things together. Without him, they, could, they would not consist or be held together. And so, my answer to a Muslim, when they get into this here, how did God die? If Jesus is God, how can that be? The answer is simply this. God, our God, is unlike the Muslim God. The Muslim God is simple. He is only one person. Our God is one God, but he exists in a very complex manner that he is three in one. Well, how do you explain that? You know, how can that be? Well, it's going to be probably impossible for me to explain it, but let me kind of use a, um, an Indian proverb. There's a story of three blind men. An elephant came into their village, and one blind man grabbed a hold of a leg and examined it, and he said, the elephant is like a trunk. Another one grabbed the tail and says, no, it's like a snake. The other one grabbed the ear and says, no, it's like a leather leaf. To each one, they had a different experience, but each one was true. Each of these things make up the elephant. You and I have limited uh, abilities. Yeah. We're, you know, uh, uh, we're finite. God is infinite. And so, um, uh, uh, so these are things that we'll never be able to understand about... God and his complexity. But I'm here to tell you the truth still remains. Jesus was God, just as the Bible told us, that he died on the cross and that he resurrected from the grave. And without Jesus, if you don't believe in Jesus, you can be lost for all eternity. You'll have no redeemer and salvation for your sins. And the devil wants Muslims to believe a lie that Jesus was not God, that he did not die to keep you in your sins and to send you to hell. Your religion is leading you away from the truth. You must believe in Jesus and be saved. And so, you know, when they bring up this question, it brings me to uh, why the devil wants them to be caught up in a false teaching and not know the truth. Go ahead, Tyler. Well, actually, it's funny. I, I, I was literally just thinking to myself, what a great, what a great avenue to evangelize a Muslim based off of that question. So, so you answer initially the how is it possible that God died? But the real question that after you answer that for them, the real question that needs to become about then is, why did Jesus die, right? And that is yeah. that that actually then turns the tables on what they were using against us. And we're not trying to be slick or smooth about it. Don't get me wrong, but but what a beautiful 
avenue or, or way of, of going right into the gospel of showing them it's really not about how he died, it's, it's why he died. Why did Jesus die? He died because we're all sinners, we're, we are all on, on, a, on the same train to hell, and without Jesus dying on the cross, we would have no way of getting off of that train. Well, that's right, and that's very important that we don't leave them there. We're not there just to win an argument. We're ultimately there to try to bring them to Christ. And so when we're into those discussions with Muslims, we always want to bring it back to the truth and help them understand your religion came along six, seven hundred years after Jesus. The Bible warned us there would be false prophets. The devil wants to create lies. How do you tell a lie? You cover it with truth. There's a lot that Muhammad taught that was very, uh, a lot of truth that he used from the Bible that he integrated into his religion. Very clever. And the devil is clever. And uh, I don't believe Muhammad knew that he was being manipulated, but he was being manipulated by a jinn, by a spirit. And everything that Muhammad gave us in the Quran allegedly came from this spirit that he thought was Gabe, Angel Gabriel. And, uh, and so all these lies are deceptions of the devil to keep people out of heaven. And that's what we want. We want people to find the truth, the true Jesus there of the Bible. Yeah, I would say this too, um, and this is going to be a tough thing to do, but when you have someone that's, that's you know, against your religion and firing on all cylinders at you on these types of things, I, I would also bring, bring back up the fact that you need to really be praying that you stay in the spirit as you're dealing with someone like that, because someone that's arguing with you about what you believe is going to make you defensive naturally, but God is the one who saves, right? You're going to give them the information, but you sure don't want to do anything also that would hurt your testimony in that regard, where you no longer then could evangelize this Muslim you're talking to. Well, we're going to have to close there for the week. Have a great weekend. We'll be back with you on Monday at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.